right, welcome to the Texas Hip Show. This is podcast number 24. I'm Russell Dowden, your host. I'm joined by Coleman Hemphill of the Texas Hemp Industries Association. Hi, Coleman. Hello, Russell. Glad to be back with you again. All right, and always uh, Jesse Williams from the Texas Cannabis Collective. Hi, Jesse. Howdy. All right, guys. Well, let's jump into podcast 24. We had a lot of updates last week, Coleman, on all of the wonderful activity that you guys were doing on supporting uh, uh, the new laws there in 87th legislature. We did the show Wednesday, so there was we were recapping kind of Monday and Tuesday's events. Uh, what was going on that day, guys? Fill us in on, I guess, what we've missed out in the last week with regards to 87th legislature. Yeah, so, so last week... HB 3948 from Tracy King, the the Texas hemp cleanup bill was heard in the Texas Agriculture and Livestock Committee and really good representation from the hemp industry. We saw Jesse Kearns from New Blooms Labs. We saw Aaron Owens, who will actually be on with us later in the the show uh, with Tejas Hemp. Um, and then also shaded to Robbie with Restart CBD. Another one of our advertisers was was also there in attendance, and you know just a really good discussion around you know different parts of the industry that could probably use some more oversight. You know there were different questions related to to certifications and, and whether or not you know that's something that the state should take on or something that could be handled better by by private industry. And also, you know, a lot of different discussions related to to the need for in-state testing with, with all of the different news around Delta 8 and other products that, that have been um, in different parts of the state over the last several weeks confiscated. Um, we need to make sure that, that our retailers are, are protected and, and that in the state of Texas, we're operating from a, a level playing field. And Jesse, I know, uh, you know this is something that, that you brought up. I'd be interested to kind of hear your takeaways from, from that committee hearing. One of the things I definitely brought up was about counterfeit products that are coming out. And part of the issue that we're seeing is that, say, you go into <clears throat> one of the big box retailers' competition. I won't say their name because I don't want them coming after me with their hundreds of billions of dollars. But they have this marketplace set up, and someone can go and sell a third-party knockoff. And you as a consumer have no way of knowing whether or not the product you got came from a company such as Wild Hemp Bets. Wild Hemp Bets has their own product that they do not sell on that marketplace, because that marketplace says that they won't sell those things. Yeah, and Wild Hemp Bets, you know, a very... Um, progressively more well-known company here in the state who's been participating in the temporary restraining order that was heard on March 22nd that we're still waiting to, to hear back from. But, you know, I know right now in the state of Texas, through our Department of State Health Services, there are requirements for different QR codes. There are requirements for, for traceability, which is good for the consumer. The, the real missing element of that and, and the most important part is that certificate of analysis, the COA that comes with that material, and, and whether or not labs from different states that have different allowed variances in their testing are playing at the same level field as, as the people who have those products, the retailers in the state are playing from when, in, when it comes to, to law enforcement, when it comes to these different regulatory agencies. We need to know that, that the products are safe, um, protecting the retailers and, the, and ultimately the consumers. The COA is kind of like a quality control. And the issue we're seeing definitely right now is that we have this quality control thing with the QR codes and COAs, 
but who's doing quality control to make sure that they're doing those properly? Yeah. yeah. Who's doing the quality control of the quality control? Exactly. <laughs> so who's, doing, who's doing the QC of the QC, the, an audit? So, so is that left up, that regulatory is the DHS? Right now? Well, so it's it's the Department of State Health Services, which is uh, uh, also in league with Health and Human Services, another okay. big state agency. Um, that's why it was that, DHS, that, but yes. That's more on the, the finished in products. Um, I know retailers in the state have to register with DSHS, have to have a background check in order to sell products in the state. So they're really there for that consumer protection part. Um the Texas Department of Agriculture is really more on the cultivation side. So for your pre-harvest testing, for uh, compliance to be able to harvest your crop, that's really more the agency that the different farmers interface with. So um, where we've seen issues, um, and, and there's some great things that this bill addressed. It really harmonized a lot of the best changes from the USDA's final rule. We are moving to a 30-day pre-harvest window, um, which is very advantageous for farmers. And you know, one of the the kind of lingering issues that still exists in the hemp industry is is in that same USDA rule. Uh, there's a term for total THC, and and this has really kind of been a, another one of these arbitrary pieces of language that agencies going outside of what's written into law uh, have made a more restrictive program, uh, which has a big impact on on different seed genetics. Um, that that's a shame. Uh, I, I saw this week Oregon CBD, one of the largest seed sellers in the country, just released their their first genetic that's high in CBDV. You know, Oregon CBD is able to make a lot of these advancements because they're operating in states that that have recreational programs. They have more genetic potential to be able to then hone that in to making a compliant below 0.3 THC hemp product. Um, you know, so some other things. You know, like was stated before, um, just getting a just getting a better handle on on testing in the state. It, it was great to, to see representation from from different different labs. I, I mentioned New Bloom's lab that I think has done some advertising with us in the past, and um, and, and there's also you know just a lot of great suppliers for those kind of products or different testing. Um, here in, in Austin. We're, we're definitely known as a tech city, um, and I think you're seeing a lot of that kind of coalesce um, here in, in this part of the state. We're going to bring in our guest here from Tejas Hemp, Aaron Owens, calling in. But I wanted to ask real quick, what's going on with Representative Click's uh, bill? Uh, the, we did, we did, uh, did we touch back on that? Her medical bill has passed it out of committee. It did pass Thursday out of committee on uh, Thursday of last week, right? Yes, or Wednesday like early night. in the morning we were notified it passed out of committee unanimously, so nobody voted against it. With no amendments either, though it's going as is to the House floor. And so the the bill, what, what calendars technically? So that bill, could you kind of hit some of the the highlights? Like what current form is it in right now? So veterans with PTSD, um, chronic pain, where somebody would be prescribed an opioid, removing the word terminally from terminal cancer, so any cancer patient can have it. And that's pretty much that's the that's the big numbers on it that we're focusing on, and we're. Understanding that Representative Click is open to changing veterans with PTSD to just PTSD. It didn't happen in the House committee, but she's open to a floor amendment for it. So, and, and there's also been been some discussions around the THC level, correct? I don't know if you mentioned yes, that. Yes, it's yeah. going to 5%. To 5%. And so. obviously because we have a hemp program that's about to go to a negligence level of one, which would place us well above our own medical program. 
Well, and, and you know, so so you mentioned that. That was another one of the suggestions that we had in this committee hearing is that in addition to defining hemp as 0.3% or less delta 9, what we suggested is to say and below the federal limit for negligence. Again, another good thing that the USDA did do in this final rule is they raised the negligence limit from 0.5% total THC to 1% total THC. So this kind of language, and, and these are things that, that we really encourage you to share with your representative, that we support these additions. Um, it allows us to lean on the federal government and the good things that they've done and open up um, the the genetic potential for our farmers, keeping them um, outside of running afoul of, of really kind of arbitrary rules. Um, and... and be in a position where this is a more attractive industry to banks, um, to different insurers, and we can start mm-hmm. operating common to, yeah. to other commodities. The, we want to be able to move at the same speed the federal government's moving when they change the rules. We don't want to have to wait every two years. Joining us here on the on the Texas Hemp Show this week is, is Aaron uh, Tejas Hemp. How are you doing, sir? Hey, man, doing real well. How are you all today? Uh, all right, thanks for holding on there while we got a couple of points across there. We're just discussing uh, legislation and this 87th uh, legislature. We got to get something done for decriminalization, Aaron, this session. We need to get a better better medicine for our veterans and those that need it here in Texas. And, and then we need to expand on getting those percents down for the hemp side. A lot of stuff cooking in this 87th legislature, and we need to get it done within the next 40 days because things are starting to wrap up here in this session. Absolutely. Yeah, there's definitely positive uh, occurring. I personally was down there testifying on behalf of the Texas Hemp Coalition, mainly on the hemp bill, and specifically the points I brought up that I liked were extending the test time period from the perceived 15 days, which in Texas is really 20, now goes to 30. So essentially, when you're farming, no matter what genetics you have, you can run your state-level test, and then you have up to 30 days to harvest. So that will really open the door for more genetics, as well as just increase the success of the Texas farmer, which is a big deal. I thought that was pretty important. Yeah, so so Aaron, you you've shared not, you know not only are you a very active farmer and and very involved there with Tejas Hemp, but you're also an advocate. Um, could you kind of share with with our listeners just a little bit of your background and and how you got into this space where you are now in Dripping Springs? Sure, sure. So originally from West Texas, a uh, big fan of rain, also a big fan of. So um, years ago, I went out west and. Studied. I got involved. I spent some time in Colorado. I really got around, built and studied quite a bit. But I just I loved Texas too much. So I had to come back and post up. So I spent the last 15 years full time out in West Texas, and I wean a lot of cattle and go I bring them over here to drip. Got a neat little place out here, and the moment that the hemp thing along, we just were excited and got involved. So 2015 farm bill. The um, sorry, not pre-fulfill the pilot program when that happened, we jumped right in on the day and we started formulating we started tracking up in colorado and started testing all that stuff just on the people around me um so from there we uh created some formulas we tested it on some folks and we started creating results so we continued to create results somewhere around 2000 
2016, we decided we needed to have a real business, so we formed Tejas Hemp. And uh, in 2020, with the Farm Bill and the Texas program, we successfully farmed two acres out here in Dripping Springs. And uh, it was a bumper crop. We had a really good time. We invited the whole community. Everyone came in, got involved, a lot of volunteers, a lot of community participation. And just real exciting, and we're excited to keep moving with it. That's great. So, Aaron, uh, I mean, y'all are doing a lot of really unique things out there as well. Um, you, you know, you touched on the the you know expanding to the to the thirty days versus the twenty days, and some of the suggestions that would expand genetics. I, I know that you've been really involved in a lot of pioneering work in in some new cannabinoids that people may not be familiar with. Uh, would love for you to to jump into it and, and talk to us about what you're doing. Sure. So. You know, for me, approaching the hemp plant and trying to create the best medicine possible, you know, we start with a lot of emphasis on CBD. Um, a lot of people picked up on CBG, which is an equally important cannabinoid. And after that comes a few more. And what I started to focus on was CBDV. Um, there was a lot of studies in the medical field in California where combining CBD and CBDV and as well, beta-caryophylline, which is a popular terpene. Those three things together were really creating an exponential effect. And so the genetics that I'm working with have a high focus on CPDB and a beta-caryophylline red terpene profile. So when we did this here in the Texas soil, the curveball slash bonus that showed up was we had a high production rate of THCV as well. So we weren't actually even hunting the THCV to begin with. We were hunting the CBDV, CBD one-to-one. But due to something that happened on the farm, something about our equatorial location, something happened, and we ended up with a bunch of TH, THCV as well. So our, our initial extracts are like the 323. They're 35% CBDV, 25% THCV, and 35% CBD. So essentially what that means is the CBDV and the THCV, they've always shown up in land race sativa genetics, and, and they're being worked with in other states. But to have those two with CBD together, that has actually never been done. And then you take that and you combine that with the very dynamic terpene profile of a beta-caryophylline-rich terpene, and then following that is humulene and limonene, and then very last is mirroring. So you have a sativa-leaning hybrid genetic rich in beta-caryophylline. So your beta-caryophylline, your CBDV, and your CBD together are like an exponential anti-convulsant, anti-inflammatory. I mean, it's, you're maxed out. You're hitting on all eight cylinders. I love I love hearing that this is the first time that this has ever been done. And it's exciting to me just listening to this that that – what we're producing in Texas is unique and, and just seeing the expression that, that this plant can can exhibit based upon where it's grown and and really how much we we still don't know. Um Aaron, we're gonna hop to a, a commercial break. Um stay stay with us. We'll catch you on the other side. And we're gonna play we're gonna go into the break, Aaron, with the audio from the link that's on your website from our friends at Growhouse Media, so we're going to go in, cool. we're going to go into that little clip, and we'll pull, we'll have that on the podcast in the link for for our listeners. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the other side with Tejas Hemp. Extreme work. Extreme work. 
Texans are farming hemp for the first time in 80 years. Welcome back to hemp. First time hemp farmers like Aaron Owens of Tejas Hemp are going all in. Just getting to pull the trigger in Texas. It's been a long time coming. It feels pretty good. I to think of all the plastics and the straws that people use every day. If we get something like it, that's biodegradable. We're working at nature. The Texas cannabis community came together to help him put his plants in the ground just in time for a croptober harvest. Honestly, super stoked about everybody that showed up. That's pretty awesome. Like, that's a big deal. Everybody showed up. Everybody's tickled to be here. You see everybody smile on their face. They're plenty, yeah. plenty happy. Community volunteers worked into the night until 3 a.m. to get these plants into Texas soil. All support. For me, the whole community is all support. Like, there is no anti-pressure in this area. You know what I mean? It's all good. heading towards um, a big change in Texas over the next several years. Having 4,000 plants on the side of the road, on a main road in Texas, and having zero anxiety is a nice feeling. What a wild deal. Hey, this is just a good day in Texas. All right, we'll be right back after this break. It's the Texas M Show. CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, Back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. 
All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I am Russell, and uh, joining me this week in the studio is uh, always Coleman Hemphill, Jesse Williams, and then Tejas Hemp. Uh, Aaron is chiming in. Uh, all you guys were down there at the Capitol last week. Letting your voices be heard. Very cool last week, guys. Uh, applaud everybody. Everybody was down there but me. I did comment, though. I did make comments and, and let my comments be made available publicly, so I was glad to, to uh, chime in that way. But uh, uh, well, h- h- how do you feel about the state of things in from 2020, Aaron, uh, as we look from last year? What have you learned from last year, and then what are you taking from last year to go into 2021? Sure. So uh, when you ask me that question, the first thing that comes to mind, I'll make sure and tell everybody, do not think that you're going to use organic biofilm film plastic and that it's going to deteriorate in 15 months. Not deteriorate, but break down. We, um, we're we all organic over here. Everything we do is doing through We're all about organic, full, spe- full spectrum, whole approach. And so we, we knew we wanted to do plastic irrigation, plastic mulch. It was an effort to cool our soil temperatures and increase our, you know, transplant success. But we didn't want to use traditional plastics, so we tried to uh, use an organic biofilm, and we thought this was going to break down in five months, and it didn't. Instead, what we have is a different mess. So there's a little learn some experience for you right there. Um, as far as what we learned, you know, we had we had a lot of success. I mean, personally, I don't go into the ground till July. Um, I run a little shorter veg season, and and then we harvest, of course, in October. We did think that we were going to get up there with of our friends and get two acres down in the day. And three days later, we had one acre down. So don't ask, underestimate the volume of what you're going to put out when you win. Um, but all in all, we had a successful year, and we gained enough confidence that for this year, we're looking at doing 40 acres. Uh, we'll be doing it right down the road if we if we get the bill put together. But it's, it's stepping up and doing it by hand, integrating some machinery. It'll still be by hand, a lot of it by hand, but a lot of it will be done with the tractor, like spraying and and so forth. But we're going to try to step up a little bit, and we're going to go again, and you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, sure. So, Aaron. Um, and you may have touched on it. Um, I know you're from West Texas, um, and and been very involved in in the goat industry. Um, you know, this is something that that I hope our listeners understand that that you're totally committed to, um, and and you you've taken the the work ethic and and the drive that that is necessary to be successful as a rancher and, and really transitioning a lot of that to to these to these operations um could you kind of again just expand upon you know your mission and and um you know where you see this this crop growing in in texas and and how different consumers that your products can really be benefited sure sure so i think you've got two totally different things going on right now there's a few of us that are heavily focused on cannabinoids and that's more on making medicine and creating natural flavors and beneficials from cannabinoids and terpene production. And I think that in the end, we're going to be 1% of 1% of what's going on in Texas. I think that, you know, what we're really going to do is we're going to turn on tens of thousands of acres, and we're going to create a whole seed supplement for not only ourselves, but for the whole agricultural industry. I mean, we made our first pellets from hemp material that we extracted back in 2016 and the goats definitely ate them and liked them. They didn't necessarily, they weren't as palatable as they could have been, but we can fix that. Um, they, 
You know, the material we tested initially was something like, I want to say 21% protein, 13% fat, and 8% fiber, which is incredible. I mean, that's like alfalfa hay or better. So there's a big promise there. As far as work ethic, the ranching, the farming, I mean, it's definitely a different ballgame when you start focusing on plants instead of animals. But I can tell you that you don't let anything slide and everything's got to be right. You can't let one get away. So everything you know, we do is all organic. It's the best we can do it. And, and then we'll scale up a little bit. But if we think we're getting too big to where we're going to lose our quality, we'll back, back up a little bit. It's all about that hot one product. That's what I think makes the thing in agriculture. I mean, if you've got black Spanish billy goats, you've got something valuable. You've got CBDV with beta carotene terpenes, you've got something valuable. It's just the way it works. Aaron, uh, it's Russell. Uh, can you fire off your website? I've got about two or three minutes left with you here before we go to an, our final break. And and uh, I see you have some products on your website. You've got a muscle and joint solve. You've got uh, uh, an a hemp extract. There's some products online. I just wanted to give you an opportunity to plug TejasHemp.com uh, and, and just talk about some of the products that are available and how folks can get in touch with Tejas Hemp. You bet. So we got a website. It's uh, TejasHemp.com. Um, what you see when you look there is basically our 1.0 R&D version of everything we've created over the last few years. We're very excited to be launching our full-blown new product line that'll come out here in about 90 days. We'll, we'll get that out by about July. Um, you can find us at TejasHemp.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at TejasHemp. And uh, we'll be hitting at the Dripping Springs Farmers Market next week. We'll be there every Wednesday. We'll be hitting with our first ever Texas grown, Texas harvested, Texas extracted, high CBDV oil. We'll be bringing that out next week. And then in a month, we'll have uh, our second round of that. And then in about two months, we'll have our whole new product line out. So be looking for all that. It's all coming up. And, uh, you know, otherwise, we'll all, we, we say we're always in a friendly state. Whether you're Dripping Springs or say how it's going we're always in a friendly state. That's great. So, Aaron, you know, one more plug um, to another group, uh, Ben Meggs and, and Jeremy Sherman there at, at Bayou City Hemp that were also at the Capitol testifying. Um, you've been doing some work with that. I know you've touched on the CBDV oil. I know this is a product that I'm really excited about personally. Um, you know, could you kind of touch on on your guys there real quick? And, and again, um, sure. any information on Tejas Hemp? Yeah, man. So, you know, it's really unique. It's like the first year is really R&D, but when you do two acres and you're expecting five to 6,000 pounds and you hermaphrodite and you end up with 2,500 pounds, it's like it's not 100,000 pounds to be able to drive across the country with, but you still want to do something with it. It's boutique and, and it's fresh and it's local. So we go right in line with Bayou City. I mean, I identified them early on as, Real people, real players, very serious and, and in it for the long run. So we built a relationship and they, they braved the road of undesigned with me and, and we partnered on, on taking this material to extract and to oil. And uh, so far it's looking real promising. But I'm really glad to have them working with me and I'm glad to be on the same team with them at the Texas Temp Coalition as well. So, so Texas grown, Texas extracted, available in Texas at the, the Dripping Springs Farmers Market. You know, I'm sure at many, many more stores here in the Austin area really soon. Aaron, thank you so much for being on with us today. I look forward to having you back on and, and seeing how the, the crop is growing through 2021. All right, well, I appreciate you all as well. Thank you very much. All right, thanks a lot, Aaron. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Take care. Okay. Adios. All right, adios. There's, a, there's Aaron from... 
Tejas Hemp, true Texan, doing uh, doing good stuff out there in Jeremy Springs. We'll be back on the other side. It's the Texas Hemp Show. You be the judge, you got bullets, I got time. You bring the bullet, I bring the wine. You bring the bullet, I bring my man. Cause I can tell you where it is, but I can tell you where it's at. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, Back to the show with your host, Russell Doughton. You keep saying you got something for me. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. Russell Doughton here, the publisher of the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine, and we are working on our May issue, which is coming together real nicely. Uh, actually, Coleman's holding a sample of what the uh, May issue is uh, looking like so far, and we're excited that that's coming together, and we'll have that out for everyone on May 6th, I believe, is when that drops. So uh, we send that to the print on the 3rd. It comes back from Dallas. Uh, around the 6th. So you'll have month. a beautiful Cinco de Mayo and then you can pick up our magazine the next day. That's right. And you know, one of these days I want to print these on, on hemp paper, Coleman. What do you think of that, it, man? You know, I, I think our friend Morris Beal with the, the Colorado Hemp Company could probably help us make that happen. Yeah, he knows a, he knows a ton of people. With, he could put amplifiers and guitars together. Maybe we can... Now, we were talking about before the show about living in 2021 with like Star Trek type technology. We need 
a type of ink we can print it with. We can say, you read our magazine, then you can roll it up and smoke it. <laughs> well, I've published, I've published tabloids over the years before, the uh, glossy ones. And the tabloid ones, uh, you used to be able to roll on them. They were big, thick paper. Uh, when I was doing Weird Magazine back in you know the 2000s, uh, you could roll on them literally, and uh, but you but you would never be able to smoke or roll one up with them. On them, not with them. <laughs> we could be the first hemp magazine made of hemp that's rollable and smokable. So our guest for the second uh, part of the show will be calling in. That's going to be Landon Courier from the company that's imperial cbd extraction if you remember we had a beer with them at noco uh, todd and him we hung out at the party oh, there yeah, the, at the renaissance the brew what is it like pop brew or whatever it was called uh, 24 where, brew where, or where, where we had to walk up it was all outside we had to walk up and keep our mask on the entire time that we were standing not not in texas not in texas those days are behind us now but we yeah, had but to keep the Colorado, mask on. Colorado, we had to keep our mask on to get seated, and then when we were seated, we could take the mask off. They're like, and they're like oh, the we're perfectly fine with you having your mask off around everybody else. You were just standing around where you had to have your mask on. Uh, Todd was great. Uh, uh, Landon and Todd, we met them in Denver at courtesy of Morris. Uh, Morris's spot's running for the Southern uh, uh, Expo. We started running that spot for him. Southern Hemp Expo. Yes. Southern, yeah, they're in, in Raleigh in late September. And, you know, you know, with the magazine, um, we really kind of cover the full gambit. Um, you know, some other, you know, advertisers uh, of, of no. Um, been working with Westtown Bank. Um, they're based there in North Carolina. Been one of the more aggressive and and really um, pioneering banking companies in the hemp industry. Um, offer a, a multitude of, of different SBA options for for small businesses, different merchant services. Um, Herring Bank, also you know a local bank um, here in Texas, that's getting involved in. You know, and we touch on all of these different topics on the podcast, but Jesse is so prolific um, in in his work covering the the hemp cleanup bill, merchant services, all the different controversies around Delta Eight. There's so much content from from growing to banking, insurance, um, where the market's going. Um, you know, Jesse, I, I just gotta say, I, I'm really impressed by your diligence in in following and, and being an advocate and, and getting it on paper um, and, and providing this to to our subscribers. Thank you. Yeah, no, um, lots of great recaps um, from Lisa Pittman, from Jesse, from other folks on on Noco, um, and I know we've been kind of raving about it for the last several weeks, but you know, there's nothing like seeing the the full ecosystem of the hemp industry from different building materials different uh hemp wood i know was one of the the big sponsors there um doing different hemp hardwood flooring for houses um a number of different groups um ind hemp um that grew ten thousand acres of hemp for grain in indiana this year you know the the people that you know i, I say it a lot that are pioneering that are really the first to to really hone in on on the best attributes of this plant in different parts of the country and texas is really well represented um there and, and i think we'll we'll continue to be so as we continue to move forward yeah absolutely and, and it's exciting man and i'm reaching out to new people from that we've networked with from noco i'm talking to people around the country at coleman that are you know, possible advertisers and the excitement that i'm getting on the other end of the call from people they're looking to tap into Texas. They're very aware that this is our second year 
and things are starting to heat up down here. And, and the, the response that I get from folks that I'm prospecting for, for, for marketing to them, it, it's really been positive. So I, we're excited that, uh, uh, that we'll be able to, to, to keep this thing going. And, and there's, uh, there's our call. That's going to be Landon Courier from our friends down there at Imperial CBD Extraction in Southern California. How are you, Landon? Thanks for calling in, buddy. I'm doing well, Russell. How are you guys doing? Hey, it's good. Uh, it's good to have you on the show. We hadn't seen you since we had a had a cold beer there in Denver a couple of weeks ago. But uh, Jesse and I are here, and uh, joining us also is Coleman Hemphill of the Texas Hemp Industries Association. And uh, uh, how are you, my friend? You calling in from Southern California? Is that right? Yeah, down here in Brawley, California, where we're getting close to about 100 degrees right now so that's nice in mid-april so um, it's good to hear from you guys uh jesse and uh, coleman good to good to hear from you guys and talk to you guys today yeah glad to glad to have you on landon um you know we had a lot of great talks at at noco and you know one of the things that really struck me uh, about imperial cbd is is y'all are true agriculturalists y'all are involved in farming and have been for a long time could you kind of walk us through where you are and and some of the other crops that you grow and how you got into the hemp space absolutely no thank thank you for that and i actually have ties in texas a little bit too so this is really good reaching out to that audience i went to school at texas tech uh, our extraction manager conrad fabian went to texas tech we both lived in dallas and austin for a couple of years and moved back down to our hometown uh, about a year ago as well so we're uh, we're we're about 500,000 acres of agriculture land out here in the Imperial Valley. Um, the largest producers of iceberg lettuce. Um, we have been farming down here for 100 plus years. Uh, the Imperial Valley, really known for its fruits and vegetables. Uh, we grow everything from onions, cauliflower, broccoli, lettuce, cantaloupe, watermelon, honeydew, um, carrots. We have a lot of agriculture jobs down here. Um, and my, in particular, my family, we've been down here for about 60 plus years, actually the first labor contracting company in the state of California and in the United States with license number 0001, which is um, pretty, pretty, pretty spectacular from, from what we've been doing just in the past 60 years in that space. And then also growing down here, we, we grew everything from lettuce, tomatoes, onions, even cotton back in the 80s when it was still relevant in Southern California and the Bakersfield area as well. Um, and then right now about to plant sweet onions. That season starts up here in about a week and ends in the beginning of June. So we're, we're excited about that. My family ties have been down here in the Drill Valley for four generations. Um, we're, we're three generation farmers and now having an extraction facility, we, uh, we focused on growing hemp in 2019, uh, grew about 250 acres ourselves. And then also helped other farmers down here with total about 500 acres. And then in total in the Imperial Valley, over 3,000 acres being grown here in mid by mid 2020. So we uh, we we took we took our shot at growing hemp. That's for sure down here. We didn't really uh, with all the land that we have, we really didn't hold anything back. So uh, my family helped out with a lot of it and uh, with not only farming it harvesting it and then also now extracting it you know landon uh what i was real impressed with when i you know you and you and todd were so easy to talk to and, and maybe it was the beers but uh you guys uh explained a little bit uh, that the relationships that you have with those farmers there in the valley and can you speak to that and, and something that this company uh has there at imperial 
Yeah, no, I, that, that's a great segue into what we want to do as a company is build a relationship with farmers. And being labor contractors, first and foremost, and farmers, we, we've, we've established a lot of relationships with farmers, not only in California and Arizona and other parts of the United States, because a lot of our fruits and vegetables go to the East Coast. So we have established relationships out there, too. And me having somewhat ties to Texas, I know I wasn't born and raised there, but going to school there at Texas Tech, guns up, little shout out out there to my friends in Lubbock, Texas. And then um, go, living in Austin for two years, I actually lived a year on Rainy Street. So okay, um, I, I think, yeah, yeah, I'm very familiar with Bangers Sausage House. I've had a few beers there, not going to lie. But, uh, uh, <laughs> well, but, um, I, I, like, yeah. oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, it, it's it's so nice and you know, for our listeners to know that, that you're not a fly-by-night hemp farmer, you know, <laughs> that this is not just a, a whim, that you do see so many people, and we encourage people all types of folks to get involved in the industry, but you know, being in a secure position and, and being you know seasoned farmers really does mean mean a lot in in the consistency of the product and and um, in the fit you know what you're being delivered from those different companies. Could could you kind of talk about you know with the big agriculture that y'all are surrounded by? And, and where the different market trends have kind of been tending lower for different CBD products that, that you're still in a position to, to compete really um, as the market um, has these different gluts, um, you're still there to, to supply a, a good product um, and, and be able to accommodate the different market changes that we're seeing. Absolutely. And, and that, that's a great Great, great follow-up there, um, Coleman, because right now we're seeing a depressed market when it comes to CBD. Just to be open and honest, it's with a lot of CBD raw materials not being priced at where they were, say, a year, year and a half ago, um, I think that we've been able to establish ourselves down here in Southern California specifically, and not only Southern California, but also uh, across the United States and being able to sell our raw materials to, to, to different companies, different people that actually need the help that need the CBD to, for the health effects, because the biggest thing with us is helping people. Um, it's not just making a quick buck. It's basically showing them what the effects are of these raw materials, like a full spectrum distillate, like a T3 distillate, like a CBD isolate. And the amount, the amount of applications that are out there for these products, whether it's tinctures, soft gels, sodas, water, whatever it might be, I think there's a there's a lot of purpose for it. And I think especially here in the Imperial Valley where we can grow hemp and successfully grow hemp for the most part um, with the product that we get at our extraction lab, I think from years to come, not only will it be on the CBD side for our, for our company, but also the fiber and grain side, which I think is what you guys have been preaching. And I think that's important in Texas and across this country is getting into that years down the road. Hey, Landon, this is Jesse. Um you spoke a little bit about what y'all got out of NOCO attending that event. The Lucky Leaf CBD Expo is going to be taking place in Austin from May 14th to the 15th. I take it y'all are going to be there. What do y'all plan to get out of that? Yeah, no, I think that what we're trying to get out of the Lucky Leaf Expo is really meeting with, with the brands in Texas, establishing relationships with farmers in Texas. Um, hope, hopefully we'll, we can have a couple more beers and uh, <laughs> being able to uh, discuss uh what we can do to work together because I think your guys' outreach in Texas is phenomenal. And not only Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, the other bordering states by Texas, you guys' outreach is just growing. So I, I want to leverage those relationships. I want to build those relationships. I want to meet with farmers. I want to meet with other processors. 
I want to, I want to learn, which I think is a big thing in this, this industry is the learning curve is tremendous, but it, it takes time and you got to grow those relationships and nurture those relationships with not only farmers, but with the processors, with the retailers and et cetera. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the things that, that I really kind of heard out of that um, and, and something to take note of is you're really kind of explaining a, a vertical operation, which I know um, there's a lot to be gleaned from that. Um, you know, not only are you growing, working with different farmers in that area, but also doing extraction. Could you kind of elaborate on on the different services that you can provide for extraction as Texas is kind of getting ramped up and, and there's not as many different suppliers and, and what really separates y'all's extraction process from from the competition? Yeah, I, what, what separates us Coleman is that we're able to understand the farmer, work with the farmer first and foremost before we even bring in their biomass. So saying we're making a deal with the, with the farmer out in West Texas and they have biomass, what we do is we do quality testing beforehand, quality assurance, testing their biomass in-house with their HPLC for, for, different, for different results of saying CBG, CBD, and THC, whatever it might be to showing them what they, what they have. And then we'll go from there. We'll work with, we'll work with farmers to be able on the extraction side Take, give them a number before, give them estimations before, give them what they're going to be spending before they jump into something where I know a lot of farmers in, in, in the recent years haven't made much money or money at all or lost money growing hemp or, or trying to process hemp. So I think what we're going to do is be open and transparent towards the beginning and basically hold their hand down the road and, and show them what the process is. This is how it goes. And for what we tell everybody, any farmer that's looking to process their biomass, is to come out and check our check out our lab, do a tour with us, have lunch with us. Because seeing is believing in this industry, and I think that's something that we're 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 able to do as being open book. Yeah, so I mean, I know the biggest question that farmers always ask is is can I grow it and can I sell it and who am I going to sell it to? And so, you know, I I appreciate that that y'all are are committed to to not only helping farmers throughout the the growing process, the QC process, but are, are providing a much needed service for for those that that need to process their material that they weren't able to get to, to smokable flour. You know, if, if if something comes up that that the farmers didn't anticipate, there's still revenue opportunities and and good partnerships that can be made. Um, Lennon, could you share with us where where we can find you online, uh, your website, and and what people will find when when they pull up that page yeah where you're going to find us is www.imperialcbdextraction.com again that's imperialcbdextraction.com you can email us at hello at icbdextract.com again hello at icbdextract.com and then on instagram at icbdextract we're always keeping up uh, with good content on instagram and facebook and Please visit our website. We have photos of our lab. We run a very clean, a very, um, a very well-ran facility. So we want to keep up that that promise to farmers. And then also, we really want to learn in this industry and be able to help grow it, uh, whether it's in the CBD and then down the line in fiber and grain. Our guest, Landon Courier of Imperial CBD Extraction and ImperialCBDExtraction.com. And uh, just fire off a couple of the services that uh, folks can learn a little bit more about you guys before we leave. Absolutely. For so for white label programming, uh, or program we can really offer tinctures, creams, bottling services, working with 
our other our other partners down here, which are actually local in our region, to help us with our actually uh, tinctures, soft gels, creams. Uh, those are the three big ones that we can do. We can help bottle your product as well. We can formulate tinctures in-house. We have a, a, a chemist, a principal scientist that really works with his team to be able to run that production side and being able to do the white labeling side. So for anything, tinctures, cream, soft gels, that's something that we can do at our, at our lab down here. That's great. Landon, thank you so much for, for being on with us. And remember, you can visit Imperial CBD at the Lucky Leaf Expo that's coming up here in May. Thank you so much for coming on. We look forward to, to seeing you in a couple weeks. Thank you, sir. See you guys in a month. Take it easy, y'all. All right. Thanks, Landon. Take care, buddy. All right. All right, there he goes. That's Landon Courier of Imperial CBD Extraction. It's the Texas Hip Show. We'll be back on the other side of a quick commercial break. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, Back to the show with your host, Russell Doubt. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. And a couple of great farmers there on this week's show, Coleman, with these guys, that, with Landon and uh, Tejas Farms. You know, a couple of great uh couple of farmers here on a on a hemp show not a bad deal yeah you know you got the the 
some of the first here in Texas. Um, we're just getting ramped up. It is really exciting to, to hear from, from folks from California, from the Imperial Valley there. Big agriculture area for all kinds of different crops and a bit more mature um, cannabis market in California. Um, a lot of experience and 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 support around that crop in the state um it's it's really cool to see the the two different perspectives and you know what what's unique about the different um different companies and uh and what we have to to look forward here in texas you know it's um it's cool to to be peering into the future what have you got to add there jesse you wanted to talk about something that uh, from earlier that we didn't finish so today we actually had an action day at the Capitol. We handed action out, day, that's we right. We call them action days. We go and hand out, I wouldn't say pamphlets. It's a, today we had a two-page paper that talked about recent pain and opioid studies. And this is all stuff that had been studied either in 2020 or 2021. And a simple thing such as a study concluded that easier access to cannabis to pain may reduce opioid use for both public and private drug plans. And a study found that medical marijuana patients were positive about the health benefits they received and the fact they were able to reduce or eliminate many prescription medications, improving the ability to function in their quality of life. And it's a two-page thing of just these factoids, just about everything that cannabis has done that pretty much opioids don't. <laughs> and that's we keep talking about the opioid crisis, and here it is. Where it's like we have a solution. We have something simple and easy. And we, and we, right now we have a bill that's on track to, to address some of these issues. Um, so could you kind of fire off what that, that bill name is? Um, right now, I know it's, it's been, been voted out of committee. It's now into calendars. Um, you know, for those that want to support this bill, I um, really do encourage people to reach out to the House Calendars Committee. I believe it's a 12-person committee. Um, in addition to, to reaching out to your own state representative definitely reach out to that calendars committee to the speaker of the house's office and and voice your support for stephanie clicks bill this would be house bill 1535 it's an expansion to the texas compassionate use program teacup that's right that's right yeah and and you can follow um texas uh jesse's your website um texascanaco.com t-x-c-a-n-n-a-c-o.com um as far as Texas Hemp Reporter, I will go ahead and place this two pages inside the article where we put up this podcast. That way, everybody who wants to take a look at it can easily take a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good stuff. And special thanks just to everybody that's been like you did a great Facebook post uh, that I, I chimed in on last uh, last Thursday or Friday. Oh, I had an action letter where I was asking people to that was really cool. Push forward House Bill ninety nine, which was Stephen Toth doing penalty reduction. And it seems like there's some some partisan hijinks going on. But I want to see a Republican bill go forward with a Democrat bill. That way we can eliminate that it's any sort of partisan bias when it gets to Dan Patrick at the Senate. Yeah. Be, be looking for the next um, publication of the Texas Hemp Reporter that's coming out in May. Uh, like we said earlier, a lot of really good information covering banking, hemp textiles, a smokable hemp ban, a great expo from Ionization Labs on in-house testing and different testing services here in the, the central Texas area. Um, always enjoy the, the time that we get to spend together, gentlemen. Yep. Um, look forward to, to doing and, another round. And then the coming weeks, I think you guys have uh, either a show you may do with or without me. I'm not sure. We may do something next week. Next week's kind of open. Um, I know on the 28th, Shayeda's joining us from CBD, Restart CBD. So... Uh, will be on the program uh, with us. Uh, 
Oh my! Uh, uh, no, she sh- was sh- shaded Tarami. Yeah, Tarami was your your. She ousted you on the most influential. Yeah, the influencer advocate <laughs> warrior. Shada is amazing. Yeah, definitely <laughs> one of the the top retailers here in the Austin area, and, and a big activist too. And just she's always got something going on there. They're really very active with their Instagram, and and uh, I actually tag her often because I know if I tag her, Coleman. That more eyeballs will be on whatever I post because if I tag her, all of her followers will, will check that stuff out too. So. And, and one more last plug right here at the end. Um, there is still an opportunity for you to help us bring this show to KLBJ. Um, we've been approached by one of the largest radio media companies here in the Central Texas area yep. and, and really broadcasting all over the state. Um, hemp is important, and we want more people to, to hear uh, what's going on at the state level, how they can get involved, can can how they can connect with you and your businesses here in this area. Most importantly, people can hear more about you if you are doing a Well, sponsorship. Coleman's right. Coleman's right. There's one sponsor that we've got commitment for. Uh, our friends over at TPS Lab have committed. We need three sponsors to support the Texas Hemp show on KLBJ AM, and we'll get this thing on AM. And uh, that's Sunday mornings. It looks like it's a very early morning slot. Remember, but thousands of listeners on KLBJ and, and AM. And as Russell has pointed out to me, this is one of the largest, most powerful AM radio stations in the country. No, at night, guys, this thing will go like to Kansas, like it, it, because it, you know, at AM radio at night, it, it, the solar when the solar uh, rays aren't out. Uh, your the AM frequency will travel hundreds of hundreds of miles. So, uh, anyway, cool yeah, stuff. It, it, we always appreciate y'all listening. Please share this podcast with your friends. Repost Facebook, Instagram. Um, let's get the news about Texas hemp and all that's in front of us out to to more people. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds like a like a good deal, and we're excited to to, to do this and look for that May issue coming out on May sixth, May fifth. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Adios.